My name is Pooch, and I am so grateful for your time today. Thank you for tuning into Anchored in Revelation. As the Holy Spirit leads, I'd like to use this platform to share a few teachings I received studying the Word. I hope this blesses and refreshes you and your journey as we unveil the Word of God together. Today's scripture portion comes from Matthew chapter 1, verse 5, and one line from verse 6. It reads, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. What an incredible honor it is to be part of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. The Messiah, the people of Israel, have been eagerly waiting for years and generations. Their king, ruler, oh so majestic, is going to come and save them from their misery in exile. Oh, the dreams and the stories they might have shared to their kids and their grandkids. He's going to be born in a palace, adorned in purple, and we will no longer lack anything. Ah, our perfect king is coming. Our Messiah, our savior is coming. What a beautiful picture. But let's pump the brakes. The Messiah they were waiting for was born in a place fit for animals, not for a king, let alone the king. The birth of Jesus, the life and death of Jesus was not at all what the people expected of their Messiah. Though Jesus fulfilled every one of his prophecies from the Old Testament, it was hard for some people to accept that because they saw it through their rose-colored glasses. They limited their Messiah to be born at a certain place, walk a certain way, talk and interact to people a certain way that they missed out on the greatest and the biggest blessings that were to happen ever. A personal, intimate relationship with the Lord through His Son, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Their worries of today in exile, tears, loneliness, stress, created an illusion and prevented them from seeing beyond. I hope we don't think we're better than them. We too, yes, including me, built up this expectation, this false illusion on how God should come through that we may have missed out on the very blessing He's given us today. He has given us Jesus Christ, our Messiah, the Lord and Savior. But when our actions, words, and attitudes such as anger, selfishness, stubbornness, gossip, anxiousness do not align with the word of God and we go to church thinking it's okay because God has already forgiven me, we have got our rose-colored glasses on too. Well, why am I saying this? Because this is a hard word. Because honestly, this is a projection of the exile lifestyle when we have been called and chosen to exemplify Jesus Christ. Nobody is saying this is easy. This is hard work. This is where time, discipline, and work comes into play. You're probably tired of me saying this, but church, 
It's time to wake up. Time to wake up from our slumber and our idleness because Jesus Christ, the Messiah, he reigns and lives in you and me. Because he lives and reigns in us, we no longer talk, walk, interact like the exiles do. So let's be sure to throw away our rose-colored glasses so we do not miss out on what he's doing right here, right now, today. I am so grateful to God for using not-so-perfect but extraordinary testimonies of five women to be mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Our scripture portion focuses on two of the women, Rahab and Ruth. Boaz might have been highly favored to have Rahab as his mother and Ruth as his wife. What a lucky man. Rahab, we see her introduced in Joshua chapter 2. And Ruth, well, there's a whole book devoted to her. Two women who were not of the Jewish descent heard and experienced God secondhand and very much wanted to be a part of this faith however way possible. Both of them took a stand to leave their familiar past and move forward to their unknown future. They trusted their unknown more in the power of the Almighty God than in their familiarity without the God of Israel. Their expectation was not limited to their present circumstances, but it was fully an assurance to what can the God of Israel not do. Their lack of rose-colored glasses and their humble surrender approach of God, here I am, I leave my past and I'm clinging on to you, open doors of favor for them. I can't imagine this being an easy decision. But they understood to have something meaningful and worthwhile, they had to let go of their comfort zone. I definitely do not want to forget or neglect the men in this portion. It was their obedience to God, whether they knew it or not, activated the favor of God's will in this woman's life. It is a joint effort. We cannot live this life of purpose without each other. This is meant to be done together. This life, this faith is meant to be done together. God was so pleased by the men and the women of this portion and especially Rahab and Ruth's faith. He called them family. He honored Rahab and Ruth by saving their family and blessing their legacy. Their legacy gave them the honor to be the great-grandmother of King David, a man loved and appreciated by the people of Israel and by God who described him as a man after my own heart. As if that wasn't enough, God proceeds to bless this woman's legacy to carry the literal heritage of the Lord Jesus Christ, the King, the Ruler, the Messiah who did save us from the exile of sin. He was born in a manger, but now seated on the throne. God remembered these, the two women and he remembers you. I pray we take a stand to leave our familiar past, throw away our rose-colored glasses and cling on to God. 
for there is nothing the God of Israel cannot do. By believing in his birth, his death, his blood shed on that cross as a sacrifice for you and me, his resurrection and the power of the Holy Spirit that makes us part of his genealogy. What an incredible honor. Be blessed, y'all. To God, the revealer, be all the glory. Amen.